Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Grow With Soul. I've had a little bit of an unplanned but also very necessary kind of break from the podcast over the last couple of weeks. I've been rethinking the structure a little bit and just feeling like it needed a bit of a change up and a bit of variety to kind of keep fresh and things like that. So today is a different kind of episode and kind of a sign of the way things are going to go. Well, at least I'm going to test to see how this kind of way goes down. So what I'm going to be doing from now on is to still retain the interview shows and the coaching shows, but have them go out fortnightly and in between have shorter episodes with me. So less than half an hour, just solo shows, talking through some key topics, having some pep talks, deep diving into things that I know people struggle with. And so, yes, this is the first one of this new style of episode. So yeah, do let me know whether you hate it. (laughs) Preferably like DM me rather than leave a review saying you hate it. But yeah, let me know if this works for you, if it's an improvement, if you prefer the old style of doing it. I'm hoping that by kind of interspersing these kind of shows in between, it makes it more sustainable for me so I don't have to take too many breaks because I've run out of guests to interview. So yeah, let's get on with the show. Today I wanted to talk about purpose. So you know how when people say that you're thinking of buying a certain type of car, you start to see that car everywhere? I mean, I'm not sure I've had that, but my dad definitely has had that. Well, I'm getting that at the moment with purpose. So this week, in fact, if you listen to this on the day it goes out, it will be today. My new product, the Purpose Kit, will be going live. (laughs) And perhaps it's because of this, but I really seem to be seeing purpose everywhere at the moment. Like Oprah Winfrey's got a brand new book out on the subject. So obviously great minds think alike, eh? But I don't think it is just me because I had a catch up with a client last week who said that she's also been seeing a lot of people and a lot of kind of goo style businesses regurgitating some of the start with why work of Simon Sinek, which I always get every single one of my clients to to listen to. So she was like, hey, I've heard this before. But personally, I'm glad to see more people talking about purpose. I think, you know, the world will be a much better place if we all kind of had more purpose and wanted to make more positive impacts on on the planet we live on. I think that people are also cottoning on to the fact that in an increasingly saturated market, you need more than pretty visuals or an Instagrammable product or an influencer mentioning you. You need more than all of that to sustain a business. But I'm also finding and maybe you are too, that a lot of the conversation and resources around purpose are very conceptual. There's a lot of theory, but not a lot of hard examples of what this could actually look like for you and your business. And I'm sure that I've been a bit guilty of this too. And it's tricky because purpose is a topic that 
really lends itself to abstraction. It's so hard to pin down that just finding the language to describe it at all is difficult enough, let alone expand that out into examples that are going to resonate with people when it's such an individual thing. So certainly for me, when I was writing The Purpose Kit, I was intensely conscious in each section that I would I'd get to the end and kind of be like, right now, how do I make this real? <laughs> how do I put some examples and some stories in here that it's not just like theory, theory, theory. Purpose isn't like email marketing or Instagram tips. There is no step-by-step or very definite how-tos. It's a concept and a concept that is very different for each individual. It's not like you can say, okay, sign up for a MailChimp account, now click this, copy and paste that there, tick, you're done. You know, not everybody's starting from the same starting point with it. There's very different places. We've got very different relationships with ourselves to even begin to dig into what our purpose could be. So it's very difficult to very practically go, start here. And being so individualistic, it's really hard to generalize it and hard to give it that kind of five-step formula treatment, which Lord knows the marketing internet loves one of those. And that means the content around it can be hard to consume and difficult to get into those very kind of dense theoretical treatments of it. So what I wanted to do in this episode is to bring purpose to life a little bit, to look at the concepts, yes, around purpose, but also to talk through how they've kind of shown up for me in my business, like right from the very beginning, from before it was an idea, and how I continue to use it, so that you can kind of see a little bit more how it works practically as well as conceptually. So before we start off, let's kind of think a little bit about like, what is purpose in like, why should I care? (laughs) So perhaps it'd be useful for me to kind of say how I got into purpose and kind of first found out about it because it was actually surprisingly quite a long time ago. Oh God, I'm going to try and put a year on it now. It must have been like 2014 or 2015 and I was in my first marketing job and as it was my first marketing job, I was being paid very little and I had absolutely no prior experience or knowledge or anything whatsoever. And so part of my contract was that I would go and do training courses. So I went to this training course by a company called eMarketeers, which are actually quite good if you're in-house and you're interested in learning those kind of things and you've got budget for them. They're quite expensive, so don't pay for it yourself. But I can't even remember what the actual course was even about. It might have been about messaging. I can't remember. But in that course, they showed that Simon Sinek video, which I now subsequently show to all of my clients. And so they explained purpose as a point from which your messaging can jump off from. And watching that video and kind of seeing how from having a business purpose, everything else kind of flows from that. Everything clicked for me for marketing for the kind of the first time because I was in a situation possibly similar to what you're in now where I was reading all this stuff about it and none of it was kind of linked together and I like you didn't know what to prioritize and I was struggling with it and then as soon as I discovered the concept of purpose it all started to make sense how it would all work together. So I went back to the office 
and I did a big presentation on it and everybody was like, <laughs> they kind of let me kind of go along and make up a purpose for the business, but nobody was really bought into it, which is fine. But it didn't kind of put me off at all. I was like, nope, you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> I absolutely believed in that concept and I used it in my own work even if nobody else at the business was really using it, I used it for the marketing work I was doing and have continued to use it ever since and have really developed it through each job that I've done, but particularly within my own business and then teaching other people. More and more, it's I can't not believe in it as being the root of meaning and messaging in a business and just really see the difference it makes not only to kind of the life of a business and the soul of a business and actually giving it a soul and something to kind of a little bit of life in it, but also in the people who have a purpose and have that as a yardstick to always go back to. I really see the difference in them and the confidence they've got to go forward and know what they're doing and know that they they can come back to this purpose and everything can flow from there and it all makes sense to them. So yeah, I'm a huge purpose convert. So if you look up a definition of purpose, you will find probably loads of different ones. I've certainly found loads of different ones, particularly as I was researching this topic. But I've actually come up with my own <laughs> because none of the ones that I found really felt like what I understood purpose to be. And, you know, this isn't just another example of why purpose is difficult to talk about because no one can even agree on a definition because it means different things to different people. But this is the definition that I work with and it's the one that I work on through the kit. So for me, purpose is the coming together of what you believe, the impact you want to make in the world and how you can feel most fulfilled. So you need all three of those in order for your purpose to make sense. If you have one or the other, it's like a tripod. If you just, if you take one away, the whole thing falls down. You have to start with what you believe because the impact and your fulfillment are derived from that because they are your core values. If you're just feeling fulfilled, but you're not making any impact, then no one else is going to care. So you have to, you have to make sure there's an impact that you're making. And similarly, if you're all impact, you're all service and no fulfillment, that's not sustainable. So again, the business will fall down. So you need those three key parts in order to have a purpose that you can use not only for business, but for your whole life as well. And so they're the three things that we cover in the kit and that we're going to cover in this episode. So let's start with what do you believe? So as I just said, that kind of core why, the beliefs you hold, the values you hold about the world are the driving force between the other two things. They're like the very, very centre of your being. And so the work that fulfils you is derived from what you believe about the world and what your strengths are. And the impact you want to have on the world is even more tightly linked to that because you want to have an impact that helps your values be distilled in the world and that make a change. So I think this is the thing that everybody always gets really hung up on. And this is the thing that is talked about probably the most is like, find your why, you need a why, what's your why, what's your why? And, and you know, I've been there where I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and you can feel almost bad for not having one, but you do have one it's there. You just maybe don't know how to articulate it yet. And this is something that a lot of Simon Sinek's work is based around is that 
this kind of why stuff, you understand it in the part of the brain that doesn't control language. So you can know how it feels, but not know how to say it out loud. So a lot of the work of this is to actually draw it out into language. So it's all in there. You just don't know how to express it yet. So first of all, not to panic, but also that I think because there's so much razzmatazz about the why out there, we think it has to be something really big and complex. And actually, it's remarkably simple. It's actually kind of a very primal animal instinct, whereas the fluff around it comes out in kind of the values and things like that. But your core why can just be something really, really simple. So for me, it's freedom. That's my core value. You know, that's my, that's what I believe in is that we need to find our own version of what freedom means to us and seize that and live that, whether that's through a business, whether it's through a nine to five job, whether it's moving out to a farm in the middle of the country or whether it's a penthouse apartment, like whatever it is, like your version of freedom. That's kind of the meaning of life for me anyway. And so that was my kind of very core why. And then obviously that becomes more when you add values to it and how that should be expressed and things like that, then it starts to complicate it. But that very basic thing in the middle is simple. So it's quite often built from experience and how our kind of experiences through life have shaped us and you know, nature, nurture, all those things. So when I think back to the hot summer that I was stuck in an office, I was working out my notice at my job before I could go self-employed. And my memories of that time are literally of just having a head full of business. Like I was listening to podcasts during the day because I was doing like some data entry stuff. I was going out for walks on my lunchtime and dreaming and daydreaming of things. And also, and, and kind of unintentionally I was thinking a lot about what doing this meant in the broader scheme of things and also what it was I felt I was escaping from so what I mean by that was as I was remember being very conscious at the time of it feeling like almost a political act to be going self-employed I was very conscious of the system that was at work in terms of not only employment but in terms of big business and corporate political funding and all that sort of thing. You know, this was 2017. So we were a year into Trump, a year into Brexit and kind of knowing how horrifying both of those two things were. So it really felt like an opportunity to be opting out of a system that wasn't working and a chance to be contributing to building to a new system that was it kind of bypassed the man and was kind of female-led and it was about all of us kind of making a system where we worked for ourselves, we bought from each other and didn't buy into that kind of broader, very masculine, very oppressive world order. And, you know, really that's about freedom. (laughs) And it was about that feeling of freedom. And that was really important to me for myself, but also for others. And that was what I wanted to see in the world. That was what I believed the world needed. And so how the business developed really stemmed from that feeling. Okay, so thinking about the impact you want to make on the world. So this is something that people really struggle with because no impact seems big enough, particularly in the world that we live in where there are environmental, political, 
humanitarian crises every day, the world over. And it feels like nothing is big enough to even consider pursuing when there's all these other things that are wrong with the world. And I totally get that. And that's something that I think about too. But not every impact has to be world shattering. Little things have a domino effect. So you can make an impact on someone who makes an impact on someone else who makes an impact on someone else. And then suddenly the world's a better place. So to really kind of come to terms with what your impact is and accept that and believe in that and believe in the power of it is really important. Another part of why people struggle with this is because you have to admit that you have something to give. You have to admit that you have a strength that can benefit the world or that can benefit another human being. And that's not comfortable for a lot of us. A lot of us have been told it's not feminine or it's not the done thing to accept yourself as being good at something and to suppress that and be modest and to shrug it off and to actually say, this is the impact I'm going to have on the world because I'm really good at this, again, is actually quite um, almost a political act of of believing in yourself. So they're the two things we kind of need to navigate. And also that we underestimate ourselves in that and we lose the human in the numbers. So we think, oh, well, my mailing list has only got like 50 people on it and that person's got 10,000 people on their list. So what? what's the point? Like 50 people, <laughs> 50 people that you can actually have an impact on. And I know people say this all the time, like, ooh, imagine a room with 150 people in it. And I know that can sound kind of annoying, but like the numbers are nothing but ego. Don't lose sight of the human impact that you can make, the impact on individual people that you can make because when you think of it in that terms it's so much more inspiring than just chasing those numbers and you know a number is an impact a difference to a human being is so to hold on to that and god I know it's really difficult and there are going to be days where you feel bummed out about the numbers and that's fine but to on the whole keep focused on the human impact so Again, going back to my story and how that kind of showed up for me is that I had that driving core why of freedom. And so I started out wanting to help make other people's grow, other people's businesses grow. So when I started out, I actually had like a million services. So I had a whole load of coaching packages and then I was going to do freelance marketing on this and I was going to do consulting on that. And I was going to be doing the work of making people's businesses grow. But that wasn't really playing best to my strengths. I'm much more of a thinker than I am a doer. And I realised, I've said this before, that I realised that people want to grow their own businesses. They don't want somebody to come in and grow it for them. So that wasn't the best impact I could be having on these people to help them achieve their freedom, their version of freedom. Me coming in and doing it for them wasn't going to fulfil that purpose. And so over time, that impact has been refined. And so moving from wanting to practically do the work to grow the business, I was like, right, I'm going to teach people to do it. And I got very into like, these are the things I'm going to teach. And it was really, really practical. And they were they were going to do this certain method of doing things. But then again, it refined. And now I'm much more at a place where I realise the best impact that I can have is on somebody's belief in themselves to grow their business and their understanding of what's possible. So 
what I've learned is through working with people is that half people really know what they're doing. They just don't believe they're allowed to do it or they don't believe that because they've thought it, it can be right or the right way of doing things. So I very much see that the impact that I can have now and the best thing that I can do is to give people the tools and the ideas and then let them let them create their own version of their marketing, their business, their freedom, their way of life, help them create from that. So I guess all this to say that understanding your purpose in this way can take time. It takes trial and error and that's okay. And also to give it more thought than what's obvious. I think this is something we see a lot where there's a lot of almost trend-based causes at the moment, which are kind of an easy like, oh yeah, I'm all about that. But then actually to dig deeper, keep digging deeper, keep practicing it and then being like, actually, is this really, really where I'm best sit, where I'm best served? So obviously in the kit, we go into this more, but also I have a free worksheet if you sign up to my mailing list and I'll put a link in the show notes, which is about finding your strengths and then how they can be impactful. So if this is something that you're, you really struggle with, that worksheet might be really useful to you. So when you're thinking about impact, thinking about your strengths, accepting those strengths is a really good place to start off with because you can use those strengths to have value and be impactful. Okay, and then the third leg of the tripod of purpose is what work lights you up? What fulfills you? And I say this in the kit that this time, 12 months ago or even six months ago, I would never have included this. Never have spoken about it. Never thought it was important. But over the last couple of months, I've had a real turnaround and really learned that to be doing the work that you enjoy is the only way to sustainably continue to be impactful and to continue to deliver that belief and deliver the value you want to have for people. It feels indulgent. It feels almost selfish. And that's what my struggle with it has definitely been. But, you know, you can't, you can't carry on doing stuff you don't like doing because at the end of the day, it's just, you're going to crash. You're going to burn out. It's just not going to work. So, Whereas it's not necessarily a what, but it's more how, actually. It's not just the what of you do, it's the how you do it and what drives you. It's the what gets you out of bed every day. You know, helping other people to seize freedom doesn't always get me out of bed every day, but having having a whole day free to write, sometimes that does. So this is something that we need to work on. So my example from this is very recent and I kind of go into it in a blog post from a few months ago called having an identity crisis in my business. But again, I'll put that in the show notes. And so this was something where I had a lot of revelations in a very short period of time. And I'd always considered my work to be just what I was doing to help other people. And then I heard my friend Jessica, she referred to her work as in her body of work, what she stands for, what she talks about. And I was like, oh, wait, you know, work isn't just a verb, it can be a noun, it can be the things that you do and why you do them and the things that you enjoy. So that was the first kind of thing that got me thinking. And then I started to think about what would get me out of bed every day and what are the things that I really enjoy about the work that I do and starting to refine it down. And I realized that the things that I enjoy the most are sharing ideas, having a lot of variety and having 
space and time around what I do. That was what was really important to me. And, and funnily enough, at that time, they were the things that I'd really lost. I had accidentally overbooked all my coaching. So I didn't have any of that time of space, didn't really have any variety actually, because it was just kind of wall to wall coaching. And yeah, so I was really missing those kind of key things that really lit me up about the work that I did. So that was really well, I started to realise I was probably going through a bit of burnout at that time at the end of last year. And I kind of hit on that that was why, that I was lopsided in my purpose. I had I had why I was doing it. I had an impact, but my fulfilment was lost in that. And I was not able to continue to sustain, to give that impact. I needed to add some, some fulfilment into it. And this is something that I see all the time with clients, actually, and particularly ones that start with, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't filling me up. I don't want to do it. I want to go and do something else. And a couple of times, well, quite a few times, actually, clients have circled back to the thing they were doing in the first place because that work did fill them up. It was just the context in which they were doing it that didn't fill them up. So that's something to think about is what your priorities are, what you enjoy the most about your work, and to really hold on to them because that's going to really define your business. And it might mean that the, the thing that you do is completely different or the thing that you do is exactly the same, but just in a different way. So for example, rather than doing client work, maybe you, if you're a designer, instead of doing client work one-to-one -one with people, you just like create assets and sell them on Etsy. It's the same kind of work, but just done in a more fulfilling context. So that's the same with me. It's the same kind of work it's still teaching, it's still coaching, it's still creating content. But the context is that there's there's less of it, but better of it. And it's channeled in different ways in terms of what fills me up. Okay, so they're the kind of three pillars, your three legs of the tripod of purpose. And it's difficult. I don't want to say that it's not difficult. I don't want to say that there's a magic wand and buy this and you're going to have your purpose straight away. It's not, It takes work. It takes different levels of work for different people. As I said right at the beginning, your entry point is going to be different, but it's so worth it. It makes everything so much easier. Everything flows so much better. And you feel that you're doing work that fulfills you. You feel like you're having an impact and you're doing things in alignment with yourself and what you believe. And that's freedom. So yeah, that's your kind of three legs of purpose. If you are looking to explore purpose further and you want to take a real deep dive into what yours could be the purpose kit is now on sale finally you can find it at simpleandseason.com forward slash the purpose kit or if you're not quite ready to dig into that yet you can also get that free worksheet i mentioned by signing up to my mailing list which you can find in the free resources section of my website too any other links will all be in the show notes as well and as normal if you think somebody you know could really do with listening to this ramble then please do send them the link to the episode and also I would so appreciate it if you could share if you enjoyed this episode too. Until next time I hope you grow a song.